finally on season two. We have officially completed 10 episodes so far for the first season. It has been truly an adventure and I'm so grateful for each and every one of my amazing guests that I had on and I hope that each of you really took the time to listen to each of them and understand that the benefits of healthcare professionals are truly endless and there are so many different skill sets that people have within those fields to grow from and I find it's truly truly motivating to learn their stories and understand where you know you can really further your own career as well as help the public which is always amazing so at the end of the day as health care professionals that is our job that is our full commitment to the community as well as our clients that you know we are trying to give you the best care possible so you know you look at crystal who opened her eyes with naturopath and helping us better understand the communication and developments that you can have within your own business to help all different types of general public who may not be able to afford a full treatment or are able to give whatever they can give for the treatment to get relief. And I think that is truly inspiring. You look at um, Joelle, who was an amazing physiotherapist who really opened her eyes with um, mentorships and how to you know really help students and same as Malik he is now running a program for kin students who you know may be concerned about the exams or don't know how to prep and he's already been there so why not get involved with someone who's already been in those shoes already gone through those exams and can make you feel a lot more comfortable so the opportunities for healthcare professionals and the connections you can build within them is truly endless With this being said, I am so happy to announce that the second season is going to be on entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurship is something that, you know, isn't for everyone, but for those people who have that drive, the commitment, willing to work crazy hours for yourself also, like working for yourself definitely has a lot of pros and cons you know, um, are you good with taxes? Are you good with write-offs? Are you good with connections? So what this second season is going to open your eyes to is all the different industries that are out there. And I have so many amazing guests coming on that are going to help give you tips and tricks of how to further your career within those industries and how they really had difficulties in their professions, whether it was a plateau or it was a tipping point in their career where they expanded into multiple locations. You know, I have some of the most amazing therapists coming on who are also going to tell you about their story with NHL players or professional athletes and, you know, how that furthered their career with connections and just plain old being a sponge. And it's something that I talk about all the time is being a sponge is something that can further your career because little do you know the more that you listen the more that you will learn from other people who have been there already so if you are interested please tune in to you know this season it is super fun it is very adventurous with all the different types of topics and we really dive into all the different types of industries so i hope you tune in enjoy the first one is about to start so enjoy
Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. We've got a real cool guest sitting on our couch, repeat guest. I like repeat guests. I'm so excited because the first time that, that was a long she was here. Ago. That was season one probably. Yeah, I, yes. was, I wasn't <laughs> able to be here. So, And it's funny because she walked into our space today and I just started talking to her like we're old friends. Because, you know, I've heard your voice. You've been on our podcast. But then it, it suddenly hit me after talking to her for a minute I'm like right you and I have actually never met face to face <laughs> so everybody with myself welcome Lindsay back again what's up everybody what's up so the last time Lindsay was here her and Mark were talking about sport massage therapy yeah because you were doing some work with the Ontario chapter right yes I was, was. I was. oh that's past tense yeah, I mean, no hurt feelings for the record. Um, I just decided because I have just finished my diploma in sports nutrition. Nice. So now I'm going to be launching a whole new platform. So I just thought that I really need to focus on that. Cool. So, Where'd you yeah. do this sport nutrition? Humber? No, funny enough, during COVID, like everyone else who wasn't cooking, um, <laughs> decided to <laughs> educate themselves. And um, I went with uh, Shaw Academy. Cool which is like a worldwide uh, online platform. Yeah. And um, I got my diploma through there. And you got to pick the time of day that you wanted to do your course. Um, and then you just sign in, do it. It's like an hour, an hour and a half each time. You do it um, twice a week. And then you just keep going. And then hopefully get your diploma at some time. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, today's episode is going to be very different from Double sport shot. massage therapy. Because Lindsay <laughs> also is a podcast host. She has a podcast called Lattes with Lindsay. I was so excited to say that name because I like <laughs> lattes. And it just, it rolls nicely. Lattes with Lindsay. And her reason for not calling it tea with Lindsay also is fascinating. But I'll let her tell you about that. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about all things entrepreneurship. Because Lindsay is an entrepreneur, as are myself and Mark. And we thought we would just get some information out to people who feel they have that fire yeah. burning in them. And this for me is a one topic that you can never talk about too much because nope. every Amen. time you talk about it, it goes a certain way or there's other information that pops out of it. And let's face it, if you are an entrepreneur or you've got that entrepreneurial spirit, you can never you can never get enough of it. <laughs> You can never get enough of hearing. It's anything. in your yeah. blood. Well, exactly. and that's and that's what Lindsay was saying is people ask her questions like, "Where do you start? Which courses? How do you do this?" And the thing is, when you are an entrepreneur, it's yes, you have a plan. Of course, you have to have a plan, and we'll get into that. But your plan changes as you go, and new ideas come to you. And that's you know that's the exciting part about being an entrepreneur is you get this idea and you just run with it and you do it and you figure it out along the way. And I'm. I love watching Mark do all of that because it's it's crazy <laughs> watching your brain work and go 40 different directions in 40 minutes. It's amazing. I want to <laughs> be able to track how my ideas happen. Like, I want to know what do goes on. It. Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> sometimes, I, so like, okay, it, it, when I think about it most is when I'm doing stuff with my motorcycles, right? So whenever I'm building or, or, or just doing some sort of custom work on it and I get an idea for, you know, maybe I'll try to relocate this and put this here i'm like i have no idea where it came from and i want to be able to kind of just retrace the steps in my mind how did i arrive at this point that suddenly i have the grinder out and i'm cutting the frame like i <laughs> i want to know how i got there it's, it's, i don't know well and that's why uh, Lindsay actually had the idea to do this episode because she gets a lot of questions from people who are thinking that they want to start their own business and they just they don't know where to start so this is really kind of a round table brainstorming discussion yes. where we're all just going to talk who about you, who the you, things who's inquiring mostly is it is it other therapists is it now that you're 
you know, a little bit more into the wellness nutrition. You know, mm-hmm. you're always in the sport world. But <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of everywhere, everywhere, to be honest. Like, it's so funny when I have conversations with people because they're like, so what realm like do you focus on? And I'm like, I don't think I have like a specific realm yeah. because I have fun with all realms, I guess. But, um, you know, especially like I still have people contact me who I did school presentations with. Right. And, you know, they're curious about the foundation blocks that I had like when I was in school to say, OK, like I knew that I wanted to be a sports massage therapist. So what made you want to do um, specifically that versus going into palliative care or whatever. But I think the initial headset as an entrepreneur is so hard sometimes because you want to do everything. And that's the trickiest part because I don't have a specific realm because I'm so eager to get into all realms. You know what Mm. I mean? I know what you mean so much because I feel like, like Mark, sometimes I get these ideas and I'm like, I want to do this and this and this and this. And because Mark's such an idea I'm, guy and yeah, such an everything's possible guy, <laughs> you know, I'll say to him, you know, at some point in my career, I want to do this. And his response to me do each it. and every time I come to him with one of these things, he's like, cool, do it. Do it. And I'm like, but what? It, it like, do wait. it. And he's just do it. Do it. Stop, do it. Stop do telling it. me about it. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, like, sh- sh- shut your mouth. Just, yeah. just start, start have doing a whiteboard something. and just draw and it. just yes. do it. And you know what? I think that's a a really big characteristic of any type of entrepreneur is that so many facets excite you. It's like, you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not really on this straight and narrow path. It's like, there's so many opportunities. There's so many different twists and turns I can take. And I think you have to be very open-minded and willing to sort of go with the flow of where things are taking you and and just Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. (laughs) Cause no matter what I say to him, it's just do it. That is the big piece of it. You can him and haw about it all Mm -hmm. fucking day long. You can sit there with your whiteboard and your lab coat and your beakers, bubbling beakers happening. Mm -hmm. And if you don't just get down and start doing something, you know, you know, you're drawing out your plans. Let's start executing. That's the hardest thing though, because when people ask you those questions, like I Mm. like same thing, I have people messaging me on Instagram saying like, okay, but what made you start like your own business? and all that stuff and it's like I don't have a specific answer for that because yeah. it's you do want to dip and dabble into so many different careers because god, god you, i watch you know movies what though, for you, god's you sake prob- and i get motivated you probably do have an answer because you know what you don't like about working for somebody yeah so what don't you like about working for somebody i think it's more so for me If I have a mindset of guidelines that I follow very strictly, whether it's protocols for massage or it's types of techniques that I know work versus what, say, they would recommend for you, Mm -hmm. it's difficult, right? Right. And it's hard because you want to stand your own ground, but because you work for technically someone, it changes your perspective or it changes the way that you feel comfortable in your shoes. And throws that drive to say okay you know what i understand that this isn't the way i like to play the game Mm -hmm. i want to play my own game and then when i realize that my game is possible then i start putting all the cards out and i say okay what do i need to build this foundation so i can get there by myself you know Mm -hmm. but that's not honestly for everyone i think that's the hardest thing like we were we were just talking about that the fact that 
entrepreneurship is amazing. Like there are so many pros to entrepreneurship, but it, it honestly is not for everyone. It is not. You know? And it's good that you recognize it. I think I think a big thing is because it's a it's the buzzword to be it's cool to be an entrepreneur. Gary Vee talks about being an entrepreneur and blah blah blah. <laughs> you know, it's just it's it's an in thing to be an entrepreneur, but it's not. If you don't have the ability to want to take that risk, if 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 you can't even say risk without stuttering, then it's not for you. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not for everybody. Go be someone else's number one. Yeah. Right? And we were talking everybody about needs a number one. Yeah. Yes. Well, we were talking about what you bring up very often, Mark, is that it people, a lot of people get into or have this idea of becoming self-employed and, you know, starting up their own practice or their own business or whatever it is because they want this, quote, work-life balance. And we were talking <laughs> about the fact that anybody who is actually an entrepreneur knows that that's not a real thing. It's like your work and your life are just so intertwined, mm-hmm. but it's not in a bad way because when it's your business and you're building it, it's just, you know, you might like, like Mark was just saying, you might have an idea at three o'clock in the morning and you are like, okay, let me just start researching that. And if your partner isn't your business partner as well, they're going <laughs> to look at you like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but so many restrictions when it comes, I'll give you, a, and I'm going to go on a little bit of a rant because I was going to go on a rant last night, but I'm going to do it right now. And because, okay, so are you, are you in the RMTAO um, Facebook group? Yes. Okay. Yes. So there was a post in there when, when we had James Dondo in, and he was talking about working at Massage Addict and their whole affiliation with Hello MD and Shoppers Drug Mart and the cannabis prescriptions and Massage Addict's clients would be getting discounts f- for cannabis prescriptions and all that kind of stuff. And he was he, he was he, he was talking about a lot in the RMTAO group or any massage group actually that would allow him to <laughs> post shit. <laughs> anyway, so someone else brought up the idea. Someone else brought up that. Know Your Body Best, which is a supplier of uh, products, a supplier of, for body of equipment for body workers, not just massage therapists, but body workers. They have an education part to their business. And one of the courses that they were offering is something about cannabis and CBD. It was, it was, a, it was a treatment protocol um it was called like CBD treatment protocols. Uh, the main gist of the course was helping people to understand the endocannabinoid system exactly. and how cannabinoids work in the body, oh, which is kind of just like fucking cool information to know. It's yes, great information. Yes, to as an RMT, you know it's outside of your scope to use it, but I didn't really see an issue with the course existing. Oh, you don't understand. Some dude, it, uh, we know who he is. And he's bragging about it in that group, how he went down to Know Your Body Best. And he talked to the people at Know Your Body Best about how, you know, CBD and its prescriptions is outside of our scope of practice. And therefore, you shouldn't even be offering this course. And I'm thinking to myself, you're a fucking asshole right here. Because one, just because I want to learn about this shit doesn't mean... And okay, one, just because I want to learn about this shit doesn't mean I'm putting it into my practice. Two, I have the intelligence to understand what the scope of practice is and therefore I can decide what I want to learn and how I'm going to put that in my practice myself. Three, you fucking bullied a bunch of people to take down a course for... And this is the entrepreneur part and this is why I like to hold on to my own shit. And I was talking to a friend of ours, a, a colleague of ours last night about holding on to your own shit. 
Whoever the course provider is for that just lost a whole fucking ton of money because some Yahoo wanted to play police, massage fucking police officer and bully some people to take down a fucking course. Yeah, we weren't too it's impressed insane. with that. Be- well, also because, again, when you look at some of the products Know Your Body Best sells, technically a lot of them are, they sell a lot of um, like topical yes. analgesics and whatever. We can't use that, but how come we don't have an issue with them selling Biofreeze or even selling CBD products? Because yeah. We know we can't use it, but, but they're just, they're a so, retailer. So let, let's, yeah. let's, let's even take this one step further, Mr. Police Officer. Why <laughs> did you give them shit for even selling those products? Guess what? They don't sell shit to just RMTs. Like, I mean, they're a store for body workers. Like, I just... So the the whole entrepreneur piece, <laughs> like this is what I'm talking. Like I, I I would I feel so bad for whoever's course that was, you know, if they deliver that course and maybe they give a percentage to know your body best for 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 hosting it. It or may whatever have the been case know is. your body best. Course maybe it was their course. Maybe maybe they purchased the course and they're like, okay, we own this now, so we're gonna do, now they can't do jack with it because they they're they're being bullied by this guy. What I think should what have happened. Fuck? So. Mark and I were trying to see both sides of the story, right? We understand there's a lot of massage therapists that really don't like having That's CBD fine. or cannabis That's associated fine. with massage therapy. That's fine. Don't okay. take, don't, don't, don't learn about it then. So what I said was the, in the course description, it said, this is valuable information for massage therapists. So I said, why not, instead of them. telling them, get rid of your course, say, change the description exactly. and exclude us from the description exactly. because it isn't within our scope and we're okay with that and like Mark said we're also all intelligent enough to know we're not going to take this course and then start incorporating CBD into our treatment and what if Mm -hmm. I just want to fucking learn about cannabinoids I just think there's a nice way to do it when it comes to to any of these things that realistically your clients are going to talk to you about why is it a bad thing to have knowledge, knowledge? about it? Why is it a bad thing <laughs> for a massage therapist to take a course in nutrition? Can I tell my clients, you know, can I give them a nutrition plans and diet plans? No. Okay. That's outside of my scope as an RMT. But is it bad for me to understand no, nutrition? No, it's not bad at all. And, and a lot of this stuff comes up. Like, isn't it great to know that um, the presentation of possible spoon-shaped nails has to do with an iron deficiency (laughs) of course that's fucking great to know as an rmt as a body worker but anyway so the, the 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 entrepreneur piece i feel bad for whoever owns that course now because you know you just had a whole shitload of fucking income potentially get stolen away from you from someone who's walking around pretending he's got a fucking badge i just think at the end of the day education is power regardless of what it is and if if the seed is planted into the universe that doesn't mean that you have to watch it grow you can just look and accept that it's there and that does not mean that you have to apply it to your own life or even sign up for the course like i mean there's there's so many things online that you can look at and be like oh that's interesting but not for me because see, I know better. And you know what I this mean? is it's how I. This is see. This is what I mean because we are such entrepreneurs. This is how we think, and we're not going to fucking step on someone else's toes if it ain't no. got nothing to do with us, right? Mm-hmm. Like, y- you just fucking killed someone's business. Like that bothers me. That bothers me yeah, to no fucking was, end. He was, I was really so angry furious last night, last night. <laughs> because and it's the same way how COVID kicked everyone's ass, and I felt guilty when someone bought a hundred dollar online course that I have running on Facebook while RMTs can't make money. I felt guilty about that. And I just, and anyway, this guy just stole fucking money from whoever the course creator is. Well, again, I feel that it, energy, as we're Mark, talking about, it. yeah, as we're talking <laughs> about the whole like work-life balance being a thing that we know doesn't really exist. Another thing you don't realize when you're not an entrepreneur is 
how much like literally blood, sweat and tears goes into your business. And something like that can fucking kill somebody. It's like Mm -hmm. you deliver a course in person. That's one thing because that's that's you you can mess with that so easy to put together a really good online course takes so much fucking time and effort and resources. It's way more than creating a PowerPoint, creating some material, standing in front of a class and delivering it. And you can change it any way you want when it, when you're doing it because it's live and it's in person. Mm-hmm. When you're doing an online course, you have to cover every fucking base. You got to sit back and kind of figure out every fucking played out scenario that can possibly happen and make sure that you've covered it from all angles in this because it is just going to stand here on its own without you know without anybody you know messing around with it i don't know i just feel really bad sorry i totally went on a straight <laughs> no, it's okay I'm but i take that i totally i mean my my personal business um is called literally needing balance and i think the funny thing about that is the fact that most entrepreneurs have such a hard time finding balance because we are so driven to explore new opportunities as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs that it's hard because our life is an opportunity in a way like if you look at it that way like if if I'm doing massage therapy I'm doing personal training I'm doing nutrition well of course that's every part of what my life should also be and I should be motivated to go that way as well other than just helping other people so Mm -hmm. it's balance is is um definitely a word that I find is a hard word to explain to people Mm -hmm. as an entrepreneur because you're so hungry for more you want to further your career but then you also need to know how to enjoy life and you know do travel but not just with like sports teams but physically travel yeah. where you have your own I, schedule i almost feel like when people hear the word balance they automatically go to the seesaw that's completely balanced 50 50 like it doesn't have to be a 50 50 balance we're just mm-hmm, saying yeah. balance where you you're handling what you need to do for your business what you want to do for your business what you want to do and need to do for your personal life and you're making it work it doesn't have to be this equal no all, all, mm-hmm. all, some of everything equals zero we had a really great conversation with another entrepreneur yesterday um Ooh, after I we after we recorded a podcast uh, with scott and monica who run the canadian massage conference oh yes we finished okay. recording with them yesterday because they are doing something really exciting yeah. they're oh, doing cool. a virtual conference this year yeah so the canadian massage conference in person it's not in person this year it's, it's online virtual. Now which that is pretty is cool going to be intriguing yeah. right interesting okay so so we finished recording with them and then uh, we decided to go out for a couple of drinks after. So we're hanging out on the patio and Monica is, you know, Monica's an entrepreneur and she's got children. So she's a mother. So she's, you know, she's busy. She's got a billion things going on. And she was saying to us when we were talking about the whole balance aspect, she said, I was running three businesses and had two kids in competitive sports. And I never missed a fucking game. Holy. Like. It, that, wow. uh, that's balance. I mean, she's yeah. wow. she managed to keep the businesses running because, it, like Mark said, it doesn't have to be 50-50. It's, you have to be able to prioritize. You have to know what's important to do right now. You have to have this idea of where you're going, what steps need to be done. And then when it comes to balance, I think what people don't realize, it's not like, okay, you have this nine to five where you go to work and then you have off hours. No, it's, I have to get this done by this day. So here, I've got three hours here and then I've got to go pick up my kids. Now I've got six hours where I can work on this over here. And then, you know, we've got this family function. It's just Mm -hmm. about being really good with your time management and scheduling. And it can feel incredibly fulfilling and not feel like, oh, all I do is work. It's just, it's not on this super set 
narrow schedule. You mm-hmm. have to be willing to dodge and adapt and make things happen, which Absolutely. means sometimes we're recording podcasts at 10 p.m. That's fine. And it's fine. <laughs> that's the part of it that I truly enjoy. I like that my days are never the fucking same, right? Yeah. Now, they, sometimes they blow up by accident, and <laughs> but they're never the same, and oftentimes that's by intent, right? This yes. is what I'm doing today, and tomorrow is something completely different, and the next day something completely different. Yeah, but I can't. I that's, that's a big piece. I can't do the people's crank though when they're entrepreneurs. Yes, the well, fact for sure. That, like every day isn't the same, mm-hmm. and like. I have like I'm sure you guys get it all the time too is like you're treating and people are like I don't know how you do this all day and it's like okay I don't do this all day yeah first <laughs> off um it's like seven hours of my day maybe <laughs> yeah. um but it's it's something that like every single patient is it's different. different every well, single assessment is day, different. It's different it's it's unreal it's a it's a fun everlasting kind of experience with yeah. each individual and then I mean the best part of my job is just watching people grow right it's like okay the next time they come in their gait is better or something like that. Mm -hmm. And like for most people that would feel their fire to say, okay, if I'm still not fixing that original problem in my mind, I should think, okay, what course can I take to further my career with helping these people or specialize to help like a certain type of individual who is suffering with that joint or whichever, right? That is such a good point that Mark try, and I'm going to add something that you always say together with what you just said. You always tell massage therapists, don't think of yourself as a massage therapist, right? Think of yourself as an organization. Yep. So when you're treating a client, you are, you have to be fully, fully present and you have to be understanding who are your clients, right? So when you are this organization, not just a therapist, because a therapist will treat everybody. And I'm not saying, you know, as a, a massage therapist who's an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you're going to turn away clients, but yeah. you're going to start to notice the type of people that you're treating, right? You know who your target market is, you know who your niche is. So then while you're in these treatments, you're not just getting through the treatment and on to the next one. You're really actually looking at what skills do I need? What do I need to improve mm-hmm. my my practice to make myself more successful and that's the really successful therapists are the ones who are thinking what do my clients need from me and how do I get this to happen because if you can be if you're giving them what they need Mm -hmm. if you've got you understand the mind of your consumer you're giving them what they need you're going to be so successful and so busy because you're the person I'm even going to take it one step farther I don't want to treat people that are not in my niche I don't want to treat people that I don't want to treat because the time that I spend Ben treating that person is time away from getting the people that I really want to or seeing the people that I really want to. I don't even want to. So let me ask you this then. So how do you know for people who are looking into that or Mm -hmm. trying to better understand that for themselves, how do you know as an individual that this is your niche or this is the the type of clientele that you'd want like how'd you figure that out you you it starts off with self-awareness you have to know what turns you on you have to know yourself you have to know your capabilities you do a SWOT analysis right and anyone that's a coach not a business coach or a business coach or anyone that's an athletics coach you know exactly what I'm talking about analyze your strengths your weaknesses your opportunities and threats and once you can come up with that then things become very very clear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the first step the the first step of any of anyone that wants to take on their own projects is self-awareness and uh, like we include that a lot in our business program and um it's it's really funny because i think most people when we start that whole piece it's like an eye roll i'll give you i'll give you a perfect (laughs) example of this i'll give you the perfect example of this a buddy of mine works for lifemark cool he's he does something kind of he he kind of manages clinics or something for lifemark 
and he's kind of does stuff with their massage therapy program and life mark and pt health there's some sort of collaboration i think one bought the other or something along those lines and he's trying to do this whole education piece at least this was during COVID. he was trying to do this whole education piece for all of the massage therapists and he knows i do continue education so he's like can you do something over zoom for these people and he's like i really wanted to focus on making them more empowered to feel like they can run their business as a, as an independent contractor. In other words, get them to make their fucking calls, get them to book people, you know, that kind of shit, right? Mm-hmm. And I started off, I, I, I did a one-hour talk with them, and it was all about self-awareness, that change your mindset, change yeah. your practice piece. And, well, because they all work for other people, there was a there was a good percentage of them mm-hmm. that ate it up. A small good percentage because I got a lot of great feedback and people finding me and sending me emails and messaging me on Facebook and stuff like that, saying I loved it. It was great, blah blah. And then I asked him because I knew it wouldn't go fully the way he wanted it to because of the environment and who I was speaking to, who, who the audience was. And I asked him about the feedback, and he's like, you know what, the people that enjoyed it really, really enjoyed it. But I had to answer so many questions as to. How does this relate to me as a massage therapist? How does this relate? I'm like, y- you you were not meant to be an independent contractor. You're Lindsay, not meant Lindsay's to. Lindsay's eyes just rolled so hard <laughs> for anyone who's not here. because. But that's just uh. it, is the people who didn't understand it are the people who, you know, they, they're they not maybe the people that they're are not, going to be not. starting mm-hmm. their own businesses. They're not the people yeah. that are and, be branching out. They want to and, be a massage therapist. Or, yeah. or yeah. they think they are, but they want to skip the important shit yeah yeah they want to go straight to whatever it is they think they need to do well at the end of the day like i say all the time to to i have tons of conversations with healthcare professionals and i just think it's so interesting that everyone comes to the same conclusion that there are people that graduate in their um certifications with you know physio chiro massage whichever and they take that and they go work for someone and that is totally fine because that's what they want to do and that's kind of their mindset of where they want to be and then you have people who experience that and say okay i know that i can do this myself i just need to figure out how to start it Mm -hmm. that's also good but then you also have those people who want to completely detach themselves from the very beginning and say okay like i have been to clinics and i know how it works i know you know the foundation blocks of how to build the investment part of you or how to promote on social media and it's I think what's most it's the most wake up like the biggest wake up call I find with people is that when they go to conferences and stuff like that and they take these courses on how to invest in themselves Mm -hmm. I think it literally goes one or two ways like one way they're a little naive and they just say okay you know I'm still in the right place like I'm I'm where I need to be and that's fine but then there's other people who get a wake up call and they're like uh okay this is not me. Like mm. I understand it that it's, it's not like I want to be something completely different and it just turns a whole notch up a level. And it's, it's great to see cause that's what I've seen at conferences. And like, I'm interested in that virtual one because it's going to be so different because the connections that you build when you go to conferences yeah. as entrepreneurs is like my favorite part because the, the conference is one thing, but the connections is mm-hmm. a whole different thing. And, um, I just I just think for the word entrepreneurs it speaks a lot more volumes than I think people ever expect graduating college. Mm. You know what I mean? But 
the networking thing is something that we really push hard as well. Mm -hmm. If you are somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur and you have all these ideas and the worst thing you can do for yourself is think that you can do it all yourself. Like, yes, even if you're, you know, you're the captain of the ship, you're doing everything. But like Mark said, everybody needs a number one. But you also need to know people because there's going to come a point where if you've done your SWOT analysis and you realize that you're not great at, let's say, social media marketing. Well, Great. If you have kept these contacts, exactly. If you've kept these contacts and you just know somebody who is great at social media marketing, reach out. Why are you going to do something half-assed mm -hmm. that is not representative of your, of your business, that's not showing the world what you really want to show because you don't know how, when there's somebody that does know how? Yeah, but do you feel like those people are, that they want to get the recognition versus saying you know, oh, this person secretly helped me in the background and, and it's, yeah, it's a, their it's kind a, of that's Ship. part of it that's it's, part it's of it. i think that's sometimes the hard thing it's it's the n the initiative for people yeah i don't you think know? a lot of people like asking i mean i know myself no. it's it pride gets in my way sometimes i like to figure shit out on my own and i know mark also likes to figure things out on his own yeah, but but we we enjoy networking we enjoy meeting people like look the smallest little thing we had a quick conversation off mic today with Lindsay, and we learned about a feature of a platform we've been using for months that we didn't <laughs> know existed like yeah. it's yes. networking and conversations are so mm -hmm. important and when you're an entrepreneur you know it's not a waste of time in the middle of the day to go for coffee for, with someone it's you know what i mean it's like, like mm -hmm. these little things Lattes like with Lindsay. exactly <laughs> these little things we do like for example we finished recording yesterday we went for what 45 minutes to a patio that wasn't 45 minutes of wasted time. That wasn't us slacking off and not working because we are sitting there having a conversation with two other professionals who are also it entrepreneurs. Valuable. It it's valuable. valuable. You're being like, sponges. The sponge part of an entrepreneur is the best part. Like learning from everyone else about techniques, modalities, education, Zoom calls. Yeah, for sure. Everything. Like it's all the things you can learn. Yeah. So, yeah, as, as an entrepreneur, you've got to be um, adaptable. The you've got to be okay with your days never exactly going to plan. The deals happen on the <laughs> golf course. They don't happen totally. on the fucking conference call. Amen. Do you know what I mean? Amen. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I actually agree with that so much. It's crazy. And it's, I think. Yeah, that, you're the perfect like, example because when you were telling me the last time you were here about like all the opportunities that you got with sport massage, that I'm just came from, from doing shit and meeting people and knowing people. Like I, like the one that I tell people all the time, which I'm, I'm pretty sure I told on the last podcast, like it's honestly crazy. Like my biggest thing is I'm, I'm typically doing the same sports because I am good at them. I know how to treat them. I know how to tape them and, and whatever. But um, because I was trying to get, as many sports hours as possible mm -hmm. to get my certified sports massage certification. Um, I went and I got this email from them saying that they needed uh, one therapist for artistic gymnastics. And it was in, I think it was in Markham or something. And I was like, okay, like I'm not honestly a big fan of gymnastics because I, I know too much about hypermobility and watching it just freaks me out sometimes. <laughs> I won't deny that. Um, but I'm, I'm, you know, like I worked with this girl and I should say woman, but she was wearing like this fluorescent orange shirt and it said like Maccabia Canada. And I was like, what the heck is that? So I asked her about it and she was just like, you like, you don't know about the like major games. And I was like, well, I know about the Olympics. <laughs> like, sadly, yeah. I don't. Unfortunately, I didn't know about it at the time. Anyways, fast forward. She sent me her direct contact information. I got an interview with her. And um, I got the job for one of the head therapist roles for Maccabi Canada. I went to Israel for mm -hmm. a month um, to work with Team Canada for, like, basketball, volleyball. Um, what else was there? 
um, baseball, oh, I guess it was softball, but <laughs> all mm-hmm. different sports. And, you know, to have that experience from literally volunteering, which another thing for entrepreneurs that for beginners, it's like the volunteering aspect is not an option. They just want to get paid fresh out of school, which mm. is another whole conversation because mm. I, I honestly think if I didn't go to that artistic, artistic gymnastics experience, volunteer four of my hours, I, I wouldn't have been able to walk across that um, that platform in front of 40,000 like fans wearing a, a Team Canada shirt. You know mm. what I mean? Like that moment for me made me realize mm. this is where I need to be. And this is why I want to get into sports. We, so, you know, you have those and it's wicked, but you got to be a sponge. Of yeah. course. And be. I like how you brought that piece, like understanding where where we're giving your time. We're giving your your skills and your time up to somebody or an organization and not getting paid for it. Can't like strategically. It makes a big difference. Like, I'll give you another example because of the conversation that Amanda and I had on the way to uh, to hang out and record yesterday. Amanda and I were talking in the car about the presenters that they normally have at the conference. And we were talking about some of the negative things that we hear about their conference. And, and we had a conversation with them about it. It's no secret that we said we were letting them know, and they already know this is this information that sometimes, you know, the, the main criticisms are you have the same presenters sometimes. And a lot of times they're presenting different material, but it's the same presenters. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a whole group of like uh, evidence-based practitioners that feel like there's a lot of pseudoscience that happens at this particular conference conference and we're pushing they're pushing a lot of you know you know unfounded claims and techniques and blah 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 and i was i was thinking because i know someone who 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 does sort of education he's an educator hasn't really put together courses to deliver but he's very very vocal about like what he doesn't like about these things Mm. and i was like i'm always saying like you should you should just get in touch with them and if you've got stuff to 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 present like they if 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 they're interested and you present it in in a a great way to them Mm -hmm. i can't see how that that would be a bad thing and this is how you make connections because when you see the big names of the educators and your name is right next to them like you're building recognition for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah so sometimes you need to make these you know voluntary no pay things you know make them a little strategic for you to get where you want to go you want to change the world and make it evidence-based massage therapy and you want everyone to know who you are sometimes you got to fucking eat the shit right Mm -hmm, it's like every fucking musician you go through your manager and the record company (laughs) screwing you before you make it big it's like a rite of passage almost so you can't make it big unless you get screwed but i think that's the thing at the end of the day like like volunteering uh, depending on what you really want to get into, but like in regards to the sports topic, there are so many sports teams that um, will take students because you know they're free and they can build their experience and their hours and stuff like that, which is awesome. But then when you get into the field, it's also awesome because like the Pan Am Games, did you guys do those at all? Mark yeah, did. did. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, and I, I thought that was like that was back in 2015, but and no one gets like, paid for that. No one. But Zero. there's like even the medical leads don't get paid. Exactly. Like, we're, we're sitting around. We're sitting around doing you know the, the medical team, and you're there with an emergency room doctor who's volunteering his time to work the Pan Am. You, nobody you is getting such paid. a great time doing that. And interestingly enough, and Mark like, reconnected with somebody that he had known from university. <laughs> 
<laughs> and now this guy is back doing courses with us again. Like again, oh, sweet. he yeah. goes and volunteers, and there's a connection made. Right? Boom. I mean, and that was a serious volunteer gig. Like, like I don't know what your shifts were like. My shifts oh. were like ten to twelve yeah, hour long, days, yeah. and I, I I only did two weeks worth, and it was two weeks worth of ten to 20, twelve hour days, which mm-hmm. means I wasn't working. I had to like you know put my other stuff on hold you blocked to have all this your experience. Clinics, yeah. Like it was blocked yeah. off the clinics. I was working at a school at that time. I'm like, guys, I'm gonna go do this. You got to find a substitute to teach the yeah. classes. And yeah. if they told me no, and your job is in jeopardy if you do this, I would have said, put my job in jeopardy. Like to me, this that's is an important why, move. Oh, see, that's why I love being an entrepreneur. Because like, you want to take those risks. I work at a clinic, but I also work for myself. But the beautiful thing is when you have those opportunities come, yes. and the Pan Am Games are a month or three weeks, whatever. You can't, you know, you don't have to get on your phone and mentally prep and say, okay, I have to write this email to say that I need this much time off. It's like, no, I don't need that because I'm my own boss and I can figure it out because the thing that I always find funny is at the end of the day, um, you don't get paid (laughs) if you, you you know, if you take time off with someone else or if you work for yourself. So like with the Pan Am Games, yeah, I, I think I only worked. I shouldn't say only, but I think I worked maybe 14 days and yeah, they were crazy hours, but like there were some dope people I met. Like I met natural paths, like, and I didn't even at the time, I had no idea what natural paths were Mm -hmm. like a lot of confusion with that. Now I have a lot of clarification, but it's just sometimes taking that time, what you may think as quote unquote, like hours for a job you actually sit down with other healthcare professionals and watch them, you know, like I watched a woman um, tape a hip. I I can't say that I have ever seen a hip tape like that ever in my life. Mm. And it was an athletic therapist. And I was like, explain to me your thoughts with what just happened. (laughs) And they just opened my mind to like how it works. And now like when I think about the hip, that's something that comes in the back of my mind because of that connection or that time spent away from just physically treating and getting more education on like at the end of the day i truly believe that education is power regardless yep. of where you get mm-hmm. it from Doesn't if it's from a book from. a person like as, as, of course as long as it's factual but it's i think the foundation of an entrepreneur is literally just being a sponge and you know allowing your platform to be heard in whatever way you need to motivate others for their future as well. And being able to delay gratification and understanding what's valuable. So for example, I think a lot of people consider the only value in something money. Yes. Mm. Time is valuable. Education is valuable. Connections are valuable. So as I said, you know, yesterday taking 45 minutes to sit on a patio, I can tell you that a lot of people might have been like, with the amount of work you guys have and how busy you are, like, why why would you waste 45 minutes? It it wasn't even that. It was not a waste of time. And not, it wasn't even just the 45 minutes like we we drove an hour and a half to get there like it was a day of like not doing stuff we took the day of not having you know income come in on stuff to oh, yeah, go Hamilton, right? you were yeah. Saying? Yeah, to go make <laughs> connections and and do stuff that that that'll put us in a better place down the road yeah and oh, like you said yeah. with the delaying gratification like there's sometimes where you know my clients are super awesome and they're understanding and they know that you know my practice is a fraction of my business right mm-hmm. so they know that i only have certain days and times where i can treat and i mean they're really great but there's uh 
there's times where I have to say, you know, like I'm not working, I'm not seeing clients for the next three days. Obviously if it's an emergency, get in touch with me and I'll see what I can do, but I'm not seeing clients for the next three days. And I will purposely put off making money for three days if there's something that has to be done that's going to further our business. So, you know, we mm-hmm. have to shoot video or we've got podcasts to record or we've got this networking thing to do. So yeah, there's going to be times where I can make $500 right now or I can make zero dollars, but it's all for the, you know, the, the greater good of the business. Right. Yep. So I think delaying gratification is really hard for a lot of people because <laughs> a lot of people would be like, if I don't work this day, like that's, you know, that's $700 I'm going to mm-hmm. give away. You know, if you're saying you do seven hands-on hours a day, well, mm-hmm. are you prepared to say, I'm not going to make $700 today because I'm going to go do Pan Am games. I know you are, Yep. but it's not going to be everybody that's going to be comfortable with that. Well, I think the greatest question that I get from clients and friends and stuff, they say, you know, when people want to get to know you as a therapist, right? They say, you know, you are your career. And I, I, I have such a hard time. I don't know if you guys have a hard time with that statement, but people have always told me like you are uh, your career. And I think the thing that I always find a little confusing with that comment is the fact that my skill set is very much a good contribution to who I am, but that doesn't mean that my characteristics are a massage therapist. Like, I don't know no, if you've you're experienced that. I, yeah. think, I think that. I think that statement more means that, that your, what you do for work is, is a large part of your identity, mm-hmm. right? Like that it's, it's a big part of who you are, right? So for example, my father was a blue collar dude who did refrigeration, heating and cooling. Like that wasn't part of his identity. That's just the thing he fucking did to make money to pay for the house. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Versus what we do here, like it's very, very much a part of our identity. Conant Institute is built right into our identity. Two massage therapists and microphone is part of our identity. Mm -hmm. We don't separate those. Well, and that's actually, it's funny because we we keep going back to, oh, this conversation we had yesterday, but this was a good (laughs) day for you to come in because we've literally been having these conversations. And I mean, for anyone listening, Lindsay will tell you, I don't even know what we were talking about today she just her name appeared in my <laughs> calendar and I showed up here um <laughs> I, just, I just came for a chat <laughs> I just showed up but uh last night I said something to Mark and it w- I was reminiscing about something and I'm like don't you remember then you had to get up and go to work and he kind of giggled and he's like I always find it funny when you say go to work because I don't feel like I go to work yes yeah. because it's just it's part of what we do every day right exactly he gets up he's like okay what have I what have I got today oh I'm gonna record this podcast oh I've got this zoom call okay I'm gonna do some course content okay maybe you know I'll go do some social media marketing, but yeah, it, I might treat a couple people. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you walked in and he was just finishing with a client, right? Like it's yeah. Our days, like we said at the beginning, when you're an entrepreneur, no, no two days look the yeah. same. Everything. It's not for everybody. No, mm-hmm. it's not for everybody because some you know, people need that. Some people mm-hmm. need like the routine. And it's funny because I am a routine scheduled person. It doesn't mean if you're a very routine and scheduled person that this doesn't work for you. It's just the way that I function in this whole thing mm. is I've, you know, I've got my Google calendar, which is like my, my Bible. It tells me where I have to be. Like I said, <laughs> I saw I, Lindsay. One thirty. Okay, cool. At the office, I'll be there, and I, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but I, 
I make plans. So for example, this morning I was going through what things need to be done. Okay. We've got this TMJ course coming up this weekend. We've told all the participants, bring your face shields. I'm like, do I trust they're all going to do that? No offense, guys. <laughs> I don't trust you're all going to remember your face shields. So I said, okay, I've got two hours right now. Uh, we need file folders for the office. We need face shields. We need some soap. Okay. I'm going to go to this store and then I'm going to here, here. Like I still mm-hmm. am scheduled and, you know, things are still done in a very orderly fashion. Like yesterday at nine o'clock in the morning, Mark walks into our kitchen. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like making dinner. Like, it's 9 a.m. I'm like, I know, but look at the calendar. I won't be here at dinner prep time. Yes. I'm doing it now. But I thought I you were going to say, look at the calendar. It's my dinner time. Right it's now. my dinner time. My new dinner time According listed on the calendar. calendar. According yeah. to my calendar. So, yes, I am very scheduled. And that's why I said I think for entrepreneurs, time management is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Mark's a little more like fly off the cuff in, in the way he works because he's more the creative side right he but, does the course content well he's the guy who edits the podcast he comes up with a lot of the content so i feel like your creative mind you need to be able to just do things when you're in the mood to do them and I, that's fine but i'm also mm-hmm. with the way i i want to yes i need to be in the mood to do something but you, you still don't set deadlines but yes i set deadlines but i i also don't mind waking up at three o'clock in the morning and starting work. Mm. I also don't mind being in this office and I look over and it's 12.30 a.m. just because there's something that I'm still working on that was on my schedule to have finished the next day. So, you know, I'm a a little less about this is what I'm going to do in this hour of this time, but I do have my deadlines and I don't mind working around the clock. So it works for me. The modes that we work are very different. Like, for example, I don't mind changing hats multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. I don't don't like that stresses him out so like I know when I've got to be Amanda the therapist Amanda the podcaster Amanda the mom like I mm-hmm. I can be seven different people in a day Mark likes to have his days set where he he's got Max sort two. of a, a different two people. yeah a different kind of flow Mark and <laughs> Mark. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it all it all ends up working out. You know, you find the way that works for you. And yes, our days. But you don't only find the way it works for you if you understand who you are exactly. and how you operate. Exactly. If you can become self-aware. Yes. If you can't yep. become self-aware, then you end up just listening to what everyone says for you to do, and you try it, and it doesn't and you work. Thi- and you think you have to do that. Like I said, yeah. I need to be scheduled. I need mm-hmm. to know, but between this time and this time this is what I'm doing this time and this time this is what I'm doing that works out best for me for Mark that doesn't work out best when I do schedule things for him like that it ends up blowing up in my face because then everything goes wrong and I get the look of death like you did this to me (laughs) but I but I love that though because if you think about if you visually think about you two is the fact that you both have different mindsets of how to get your objective done. Mm-hmm. But I think that just truly shows how driven both of you are, regardless of what you are trying to accomplish, whether you are just trying to be a mom in that moment or a massage therapist or, a, you know, the podcaster in the moment of time. But you were also driven to know, OK, this is my to do list, regardless if it's in an agenda, a cell phone, on an email, whatever you have that drive in your brain to say, I am going to kill this and I'm going to do it right now. And I'm going to get you know? all the shit done. Yes. For me, as long as, and I know Mark's the same way, regardless of how we got there, for me at the end of the day, if I can say, I got all the shit done, mm-hmm. then I'm happy. So it's all nice. But as that's why you I sleep so good at done. night. That's why I it do. is. I that we figured very, out. I sleep very well at <laughs> night because I get the shit done. Yes. Uh, honestly, I love, we were, I mean, before this podcast started, we were having a conversation about sleep and I. She goes to bed at 10.30 p.m. I, I you and I you. aren't even dreaming about bed yet. You know, I'm, we did that for a little while and that was, that was a nice place to be. We did for a few, but, but <sighs> so we good. weren't, we weren't 
in like elbow deep into our business the way we are now. No, at that point though, we were elbow deep into just making sure our kids were getting sleep. So we yeah, <laughs> we were putting them to bed at a certain time, yeah. and therefore we would ko at a certain time, and then we'd be up bright. We'd and early be up bright when, and early. When they were bright and early. Yeah, we did that. We don't have to do that anymore. They're a little older. So. See, I don't have kids. So I don't have that problem right yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, oh, but I know honestly, I like I was telling her I was like by. 10 12 like um you know my boyfriend knows like i'm just like all right i'm getting into my zone mm. of just calming down but i find sometimes like because during covid and all that kind of stuff like it, it was so different because mentally like i prep okay gotta go to bed at this time because i like to train in the morning and work out and do my thing and i have the morning to do all my to-do list because mm-hmm. at nighttime that's when i work yep so um it's so interesting because then when covid came along it was like all your entrepreneur brain just kind of went on like a pause because it's like, okay, finances have shifted. Okay, so then I have to do stuff online or promote some other way or like how can I get income? And your brain just explodes. So like there were nights where like I'd stay up super late and I'm like, this is so different. Like <laughs> when I was like 19 or 20, like you go clubbing, you stay out till like four in the morning and eat yeah. hot dogs and do dumb things. But like now it's like, you're a hard worker. I love that she said eat hot dogs. I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did that. Yes. <laughs> I, I if if someone honestly tells me that they didn't get street meat when they used to go out, they're lying Lie. to themselves. They're lying to themselves. Um even you vegetarians. Yeah, I was gonna say, even the, the vegans who didn't go vegan yet. So um <laughs> but I, I just think COVID was such an interesting time for entrepreneurs because that's like when I was doing my first launch for lattes with Lindsay, it was it was amazing because every single um healthcare professional was just like okay what can we do like what can we learn about like because you go through the first couple weeks you sleep in you eat food when you want you do dumb things like watch netflix for like nine hours but then like it gets old you buy boxed wine yeah Yeah. amen (laughs) i love boxed wine still i don't care if it's covid (laughs) or not but um you know and it's just just all in all like I, i think at the end of the day, I think it's just so fun to talk to other people about where they've really come and like where their plateaus went during their career. But have you guys ever experienced like a true plateau or like you were trying to debate like, okay, like I'm a massage therapist, but what's like, you know, what took you to your next step as a therapist to say, okay, I want to help people or educate people or, you know, start this podcast. Like what was it for you guys? Our big moves were all came not from any of our doing but getting punched in the face our big moves came because stuff that happened whether it was the cmto that took away the ceu cycle and changed the quality assurance program and uh, we we had a business model based on that Right. Mm-hmm. So that was a factor that was beyond our control that just really punched us in the or, face. Or, you know, our landlord deciding to up our rent 200 percent or or COVID. <laughs> yeah. It's it's basically external factors, external factors that forced us to get creative. And because we had two options, right? Moves. Option number one, curl up in the fetal position and cry. Option number two, shift and adapt. And each time we would just stare at each and other we and, and we're like, OK, we got to make a move. And we got to make it yeah. now. And like Mark, you know, his he said at the beginning, just do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, don't, we, could we, don't sit and, we could sit and debate all day long, but 
we just have to do but something. To me, there's, so we just start doing. To things. me, there's mm-hmm. no fucking debate. We're 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 stuck between a rock and a hard place, and the only solution is get out. So get what around. am I going to do? Sit around thinking about eighteen thousand different ways that I could possibly get out, yep. or picking three of them and starting one of them, and mm-hmm. let's see what happens. And if that fucking fails, go to the next one on the list. And if that fucking fails, go to the next one. On the list. Like, why am I going to sit around and debate on this so see, much? I got to do something. <sighs> Let me just fucking do it. Right? I love this conversation because <laughs> honestly, like sometimes. I think it, it all com- if I'm just the only entrepreneur that yeah. is just like not okay with just what's happening right now. Like I'm just like, like as soon as I finished my like sports nutrition thing, I yeah. was like, okay, what's next? Yeah. Like, and it's crazy because that's, that's the biggest thing. So like when you get those wake up calls in your career, you know, with the CEO change, which was a huge loop, I think for everyone, yeah. um, you know, you take that and you say, okay, like, you do not have time to process what just happened because now you need to be a thousand percent more driven to say, what can I do next? Exactly. To keep going. Right. Well, and that's the thing is we talked about this yesterday as well with Scott and Monica. When we found out about the CEU values disappearing, it was confusing for a lot of therapists, but we took that and we said, okay, how can we make a positive spin on this? Because realistically, like we could have spiraled negatively, but we're like, okay, realistically, RMTs are still going to need continuing education. Quality assurance is still going to exist. We're not going to be suddenly the only regulated healthcare professionals that don't need education. And it's ridiculous mm-hmm. for RMTs to think that they don't need it. So we decided to take it. <laughs> they do. They haven't read the RHPA ever. Right. So we're like, okay, let's put a positive spin on this and show RMTs how this is going to work in our favor. So I literally, uh, with either the same day or the next day, we put out a blog post that I had written about like how great this can be for our profession. You now get to actually do that self-awareness piece, figure out who you are as a therapist, what courses you need. And you know how you said you have people who ask you, how do you decide what courses mm-hmm. to take? Well, this is the opportunity because now instead of just collecting numbers, you can actually look at what's out there, what education exists, what providers there are, mm-hmm. and pick and choose what makes sense for your practice, what you're interested in, where your passions are. So we decided like, let's make a really positive spin on this and look at all the courses we have. We got mm-hmm. something for everybody. So now you can start taking things because it's really what you want to take, yeah. not because it's worth 10 CEUs and it's a day and a half, that's, right? See, that's just yeah. inspiring, though, because if you, it, like, for everyone who's listening, like, they can take that and say, you know what, that's inspiring to me to understand that I need to grow as a therapist. Like, I could just, and there are people who have literally just graduated and said, okay, massage therapy is what I need and that's it. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. fine. But then there's also people that, you know, like you said, you want to you wanna find that, special feature of yourself saying that I you know like I know how to fix a hip I know how to tape a hip you know or I know how to do these certain modalities that will release the t-spine and c-spine immediately so I think it's I think it's beautiful when things happen like that where you get a wake-up call because you're just in a space where you're too comfortable and absolutely the only time that you can grow is when you're pushed out of your comfort zone and i mean we've been fucking shoved like we weren't pushed (laughs) we were like indiana jones and the boulder like fuck like we got we got really yeah really brutally beaten up a few times but we're also okay with that but But you look at where you are now though that's the best part it has literally like thrown us like catapulted us forward Mm -hmm. because we were forced to like I said I've said this on numerous times where people have asked us why'd you guys start the podcast it was something that Mark really had an interest in and he always likes to say he's the idea guy he's not just the idea guy he is the execution guy but a big part of it is me 
being on board with it. You know what I mean? Like early in our relationship, I remember him saying to me, and I, I really like I held on to this because I was like, oh, that's so nice that you think that. But he said, you're one of the first people I've ever been with that supports my crazy ideas and you help me figure out how I've, to do them. I've broken up with people. I've broken Pause. up. I've broken up with very long-standing good relationships because I did not get the support on some of these entrepreneurial crazy ideas. And I'm like, I can't be with somebody who doesn't support this shit mm-hmm. because this is what I do. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? and and so that was, you know, that's part of why we work well together because on one hand, he's definitely a bigger risk taker than I am. Mm-hmm. So he'll come to me with the idea. And I don't shut it down. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Let's talk about this. Mm -hmm. And so when he came to me with the podcast idea, I was never against it. I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. Like I was not, I I hadn't listened to podcasts. I was like, okay, tell me why, where is this going? Why are we doing this? Like I'm kind of interested, but also, so the talks were going really slow with the podcast idea because I wasn't really on board. And then that happened in 2018 it was like okay there's no more ceus and mark said this is why we need the podcast this will keep us relevant we can deliver some you know tidbits and some free education and you know make sure that people know who we are and keep us and keep us relevant add value and i was like okay still like okay this is interesting i like this idea and i said but why not video everyone's doing video he's like you just answered the question everyone's doing video I'm Mm -hmm. like oh you smart bastard okay that's what I love though because like like I I've been on your podcast so I I love the fact that you guys use this platform for education purposes and Mm -hmm. I think that's what motivate people like myself who launched lattes with Lindsay because that's the overall goal like my my first season was very much education on how to help the public understand where to go and who to go to for their injuries. I think the most common thing, which I'm sure you guys experience too, is the fact that people come to you and say like, okay, well, this is wrong, this is wrong, and this is wrong, but why can't you fix all of these things? And it's like, well, I can't realign your spine. Mm-hmm. I can't, you know, traction different things. I can't release your, your visceral system. Like there's so many things that um, all health care, like care professionals like specialize in. Mm-hmm. And having that platform to educate people on, okay, well, now I know what an acupuncture does, like, mm-hmm. and it's not as scary as I think it is. So having that platform for education, a amazing. The second thing is, is that the people that you bring on the podcast, like myself, <laughs> um, <laughs> is amazing because then you can also educate people on, um, you know, this topic exactly is entrepreneurs and how to start and what can fuel the fire. But also you need to have normal um, declines in something because then it'll it'll fuel you to push yourself further into other like education platforms or meet different people like for you guys. Like, I mean, the breakups. Perfect. Because uh, you met this one. So like, I mean, it's a win win. And I, I, I think sometimes people always view events happening in their life as a negative and they just soak that in for long periods of time but I think what people have a hard time with is they need to understand why that happened in their life switch it and say okay this is what's teaching this is what is teaching me and then even go, if, even if you, you know? don't understand why yeah. I think it's getting to this point faster of accepting the reality this happened mm-hmm. so I can shoulda woulda coulda what you know maybe I could 
It doesn't matter. It's too late. This is where we are. What do I have to work See, with? So you do that really well. I don't do that well. I'm I, I I will wallow in something. I don't wallow in it for long, but I wallow in it. And then I make sure like I say to myself over and over, I'm never fucking doing that. Like I always she you don't just say it to yourself, you say it out I loud. I say it out loud. Because <laughs> Amanda's always like well, she's, when I'm angry in these moments, I'm like, I'm angry, but I, I'm okay with being angry because I enjoy being angry because mm-hmm. it, it's not just me being angry. I'm teaching myself something in this moment. And what I'm teaching myself is in this particular thing, I'm never gonna fucking do this type of thing ever again. I've mm-hmm. learned something. And but I, I couldn't learn that unless I wallowed in that. That's just but that's me, a though. healthy emotion, though. I think I, I, even for myself, I'm learning that every emotion has a reason for it. Right. And mm. I think in a moment of anger mm. or disappointment or change, that really does show your personality and how you control your overall situation, because you know, people who say like, oh, I, you know, like I'm always crying or, you know, like, yeah. uh, you know, like, stop, you're going to make me cry. And they instantly start crying. It's because that's how their emotional mm. response is. And it's not a bad thing. I think I think the thing is that is tough um, is the fact that a lot of people like to post how they feel everywhere. Mm. And I think that is OK, because maybe that's their way of healing. But it's also tricky because that may bite you in the butt yeah. <laughs> later, you know, with the RMTO thing. Like, I mean, I don't personally follow it. Like, I honestly don't even have my apps on my phone because there's so many notifications every day. But, um, you know, when you get sucked in sometimes with those groups, it's really hard because yeah. you have people going on rants. And I have friends who work at Massage Addict. It's phenomenal. Like, they get treated great. And it's hard because then you get people on there and they write these massive paragraphs and halfway (laughs) through i'm like all right i don't know if i can read this whole thing but they probably have a good opinion on whatever they're feeling but it's hard because then it's like i don't know if i'm gonna take this with a grain of salt you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so it's i think you have to take everything on social media with a grain of salt because you have to remember social media isn't actually real life Mm -hmm. i mean yes we discuss real life things and there's real people and whatever but if you actually just don't have the apps on your phone and you put down facebook and you're away from it and you actually are just living life and talking to people in real you realize the discussions that happen on facebook and the discussions that happen in real life Mm -hmm. are actually drastically different and it can it can help your mental health a little bit to take yeah. breaks from yeah. that no i can't i can't go on social media all the time there's some dark dark places people go <laughs> and say <Yeah>. well <laughs> i'm i'm actually really a non-emotional person which it's it sounds a little bit like no, I'm i want to be more like myself. you i just said that was fucking fabulous how you can have shit happen to you and you're like you know what i can either fucking cry about it or i can recognize this did happen and i want to make a change so i'm going to decide i'm just going to make that change that's well, a solid trait but see, that's, i know I, I, i'm not be, saying i'm not saying it's not it's it. not a good trait what i'm saying is it sounds contradictory because on one hand i'm actually very empathetic and like I, I trust me I can feel sad I can be I, there's sometimes where Mark will say to me what's wrong I'm like I feel sad because why I'm like I'm just I'm feeling sad mm-hmm. and like I'll allow myself to feel sad but I mean when it comes to I'm very logical in the way I think mm-hmm. like it's you know even when it's something that is an emotional thing something happens and I will literally stop and think like okay realistically there's nothing I can fucking do about this Mm -hmm. this is the situation as it is so where is worrying crying stress where is that getting me at this moment so then my 
planning comes in and like, okay, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? And I also have the ability, and this is, you know, sometimes a friction between him and I, I have the ability to put something on pause for a minute when I have to deal with other aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when he's talking about the wallowing, when something really catastrophic happens, I can be like, okay, this is where we are. Let's, you know, let's regroup in six hours. You know, I got to go to a soccer game. I got to do this, this, this. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck? Like, how do you do? And I was like, yeah. because my entire life doesn't stop. I still mm -hmm. need to keep living. I still need to keep moving forward. I still need to keep doing stuff. Mm -hmm. We'll get this taken care of. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you do, as you said, you have to have that moment to sit and be angry and teach yourself I'm never fucking you know how often I hear I'm never fucking doing that again <laughs> but that you know what though but that's the way that's just the way the cookie crumbles for some people and that's to man I have people who like I have clients and I like I I laugh internally of course but like I have clients that they ask me for a separate pillow and they said, I need you to do what you want to do, like with treatment wise and stuff like that. But I need a pillow to scream in because it's going to hurt. And I'm like, well, my goal is not to destroy you. Like, that's obviously not my goal. <laughs> not, but it's not a torture chamber. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but it's funny just because people handle pain or situations in life so differently. Right. And I, I think um, one of the things that I always find um, interesting is when you get into a profession and you're in a group of healthcare professionals and you have so many opinions like have you guys ever had a situation where if I'm taping the ankle you know towards the left and then someone comes in and says that you should tape the ankle to the right mm -hmm. like do you have a situation where you've had to control your emotions and understand that everyone has a different way of doing things like for example when you guys have your courses i'm sure you have people saying well that's not the right way to do it or you know whatever that's like, not how i learned it you know exactly <laughs> you know you know so, okay like for example in the courses that this is one of the things that we highlight a lot in the courses and i always say it like right at the beginning of a course like this is not me standing in front of the classroom waving my finger at you saying this is how you need to do things this is a moment where we're all going to share together and if you have something to say first of all there's no dumb thing that can be said in these walls so mm -hmm. say anything you want at any moment in time everyone's got tons of value they can bring to this group and it's, so it's not about you learning from me it's about us us me included learning from each other i'm just kind of facilitating what's going on here mm -hmm. there's a group Mark's there's very a group engaging thing. as an instructor and so i don't think he ever comes into really conflict situations because there is sort of a mutual respect. People appreciate well, everyone's people appreciate, and it's part. I mean, it's part of our mission statement, right? Mm -hmm. Is we eliminate hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm. So when people come to take a course here, it is very laid back. There might be some f bombs thrown around. We try not to, but it <laughs> Do you guys might have just f bombs. Happen. What? <laughs> what? Might just right. happen. Who knows? But I mean, I think people appreciate your your style of teaching because yeah, you're not wagging your finger at people. It's an open discussion, yeah. and sometimes somebody might say, "Oh, okay, well, I learned this." you're like that's fabulous cool. and then you show know, us let show, show us and like let's incorporate yeah. so that. like that's that's a perfect example like in the, the our joint mobilizations course so there are definitely joint mobs that we are showing that massage therapists were probably not formally taught this mm -hmm. but then there's a whole bunch of that they were formally taught and it's like okay we all do this cervical spine distraction why don't you why don't we go around the room and show us like how the do different you things do it? you do it yeah, yeah. and if there's anything that you as a participant are seeing that you haven't done you know give it a try 
try. And then mm-hmm. if there's anything that you guys are showing and I've got something that y- you haven't shown yet, then th- that's when I'll lay it out. But that's dope, though, because if you view that as a personality trait, you're super approachable during the whole course, which is not like, you know, I've I've definitely been to courses where the hierarchy is super high. Yeah. Like we're not we're not gurus, you know, you know I mean? and yeah. I don't like that idea of of being like that this is the way things are supposed to be Mm -hmm. because massage therapists I mean just the fact that it's it's called a practice you're you can always learn something you're practicing things let's play around with it there's so many different techniques there's so many different ideas exactly so if somebody is going to show me something that maybe I didn't know I used to teach the chair massage course here I say used to because we've sort of taken it off the calendar for the time being just you know to get some of our our uh more popular courses but the yeah. chair massage Stuff course a little bit more demand yes mm-hmm. the chair massage course was developed because somebody asked us you know like i don't i don't know how to take a treatment and do it on the chair and yeah, i know it was interesting actually someone someone's like i i have a i have a chair massage gig that i that i scored i've never done chair massage Can and i don't know how do you guys have a course on it i'm like no but if you want, we can make one for you. That's brilliant. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened. So then Mark said to me, he's like, I don't have interest in this. And I used to get a lot of corporate gigs. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, there was a lot of companies in the GTA oh, that would hire me for, stuff. yeah. Quick so I, I used to do that all the time. So my knowledge came from practice. It's mm-hmm. not like I took any specific course. It was just, I've been doing chair massage as a part of my practice since the very beginning. So I said, okay, I can do this. Every single time I taught that course, it was completely different because I would have a completely different group of therapists and it was, what do you guys want to learn? And we would basically just throw around ideas and techniques and like, okay, this is a possibility and you can have the person sit like this and you could do this mobe and this. And every time we did it, it wasn't like I went through a series of techniques or a routine. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was just, let's work with, you know, let's throw out some ideas. What's the type of client you might have and you know, what do we want to learn? Yeah. And we would just treat. And at the end of the weekend, everybody would walk away like, I really learned a lot. And the it's funny the thing was, is I'm telling you, the yeah. sponge effect. But the best yes. part of that course was I would always say to Mark, I don't feel like I actually taught anything. <laughs> but everybody was like, I learned so much from you. Thank you. No, uh, picking other people's brains is amazing. Like you can you can create the foundation of a course, right? And then you know, you have people who come in the course and say like, oh, well, you know, can I add something to that technique? Or, you know, like I have a, a quick draping technique that is the same as this, but you can do a little bit faster or whatever. But it, it goes back to the original statement, like having connections inside your class. Absolutely. Like you may have people in your class that be like, oh, like I would love to have them on my podcast, you mm-hmm. know, and then boom, there's we've, another person, We've had right? people in class that like Mark will text me when they're on a break and he'd be like, this woman's really interesting. I'm like, cool. And then he'll say to her, like, you want to hang back? And I will quickly scramble, find a babysitter. And I'm here at the end of the class. Yeah. It has happened. But that's, but that's okay. That is exactly why the, the definition of entrepreneurship is like, there is none because it's just, <laughs> there's so many opportunities in all different angles that you, I, I truly cannot ever describe to someone what an entrepreneur's description is because it's just endless. You know, it is endless. Then, but I think we've brought up some really good points. You know, things of being open-minded, being adaptable, um, recognizing opportunities for what they are. You know, not always looking at well, where is this getting me right now? Yep. Maybe it isn't. You know, maybe that you know, going for coffee or going for a latte with Lindsay <laughs> isn't necessarily giving you 
immediate gratification. It's not getting you somewhere now, but maybe in two and a half years from now, you need somebody who knows how to tape a hip in a really fucking creative way. And you're like, wait, I (laughs) I know this chick, Lindsay, who I've had a latte with. There's there's value in almost anything when it comes to building connections and networking and like you said and just learning things Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily have to apply it right away but having things in your back pocket Mark and I always joke about the fact that we've got every guy in our back pocket we've got good connections who are we've got lawyers we've got real estate agents we've got um, we've got people who can build things we've got contractors we've got kitchen guys and bathroom guys every massage therapist does yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, low-key, we actually do. Yeah. Yeah. Every massage therapist oh, yes. does. It's I just... love the before and after pictures. They always love to show you at the end of the treatments. They're like, look at what I did. I ran out a bathroom or I ran out a kitchen. I'm like, ooh, good to know. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's Yeah, it's yeah. always good to know people. And, you know, there's never... Like I said at the beginning, I don't feel like anything's really a waste of time. I don't really mm-hmm. believe in that waste of time, even like just that phrase alone. Mm-hmm. And this is, again, somewhere where sometimes where Mark and I disagree a little bit because there's some days where, you know, you just don't feel yourself. You're really off. Like everything is just not working out. You know, your computer's not working. This document you thought you saved, you didn't like just a bunch of shit. And there's sometimes mm-hmm. where I say to Mark, like, you might be getting the message that maybe you need to just go for a ride today. Maybe you need to take a few hours and chill. Maybe you need to watch a movie. Like maybe, maybe this is the moment you just need to do something for yourself. He's like, but I got so much work to do. And I'm like, yeah, how's that working out for you? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I loved COVID honestly. (laughs) Cause I think for COVID, like everyone was just like, Oh, this is time to chill. Like, because Mm. you know, everyone was go, 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 go. Or they always had the quote that I'm too busy. I'm, oh, I'm busy. Oh, I can't come because I'm busy or it's whatever the busy it is. contest because if you're not busy, <sighs> then you're wasting your time, exactly. right? Exactly. But I agree with you. Like, heck, the other day I, I was, I have a stupid to do list right now and I'm trying to create different programs and all that stuff. And I literally said, you know what? I'm going to make a latte. <laughs> and I sat down and watched the gentleman on Netflix mm. and I enjoyed every moment of it. And then I went to work and it was perfect. It was exactly what i needed and sometimes you really do need that time and understand your body because that's that's another thing with being an entrepreneur you can be a go-go gadget 24 7 but your body at some point is going to say hey i love what you're doing here and you are growing but your body is saying we need a little bit of downtime. Well, you, you also know? can't possibly get everything done if you've run yourself into the ground, Amen. right? You know, you yep. need to recharge and... It's um, all about balance. Yeah, <laughs> see there, but that's what I mean. That's the balance and it comes from, as Mark said, knowing yourself and knowing, like, he's a workhorse and... I know that most of the time, even if he is, quote, angry or frustrated or tired, I know that really deep down, like, no, he's doing what he wants to be doing. And I'll just let him be. And a big part of it is, for me, I get such satisfaction Mm -hmm. out of out of checking off like taking that thing off the to-do list like you don't understand that's that moment if for me it's not even a highlight for me it's like i'm gonna scratch the fuck out of it and then i'm gonna take the sheet of paper and crumple it up i was gonna say you crumple up the paper you throw it oh but i've been doing that since like since i was in university like this is how i would study for my exams Mm. and it used to piss people off because i would i would like really lay out an awesome study plan where i would study weeks before a test Mm. and then i would always have like three days before the test i am not touching this like i'm done studying well before so three days before the test i don't even need to read anything nice but i just walk around with my notes just for the fuck of it and then symbolic to me 
as I'm walking into the exam, I tear up my notes and I drop them in the waste paper basket as I'm walking into the exam. That's great. Right? And everyone around me is always like, well, you're such an asshole because they're still reading their notes right before, right until the last yeah. moment. I'm you like, also are kind of an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more for me. It's that satisfaction of like, you know what? This is off my to-do list. No, tear, tear, tear. This is permanent. Boom. Yeah. It, once you kind of find what works for you with that, it's dope because, you know, I think that's really good that, A, you study before tests because some people are very last minute <laughs> and that's totally fine too. But it's that um, confirmation that you achieved something and yeah. regardless of how you check mark it, highlight it, rip it up, tear it up, yep. whatever the way you want to do it, it's, it's still such a satisfying it feeling is. and every day that you wake up and you start your job, it yeah. just makes me understand why it's I love like, being an entrepreneur. It's, it's like, it. have you seen Pumping Iron? There's a scene when Arnold's talking about the sensation he gets at the gym. He's like, when I get that pump, it's like, I'm coming. You don't understand. I come several times a day because I'm at the gym and I'm always getting my pump. Right? That's that's, that's It's that same sensation that, that I finish this fucking task. It's like, mm-hmm. boom. I know. I awesomed all over and this room. And you know room. what? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? And oh I don't God. need to understand it. And Lindsay doesn't need to understand it. And I don't need to understand Lindsay's process. Yes. Because she said the magical words. Like when you're an entrepreneur, it's just, you got to find the flow that works for you Mm -hmm. so even (laughs) this is sorry mark i love telling uh these stories that he probably wouldn't tell people the behind the scenes this behind the scenes stuff we get home from hamilton yesterday so now we've got a pile up of dms yeah on our social platforms we've got a pile up (laughs) of emails we've got you know just stuff that we didn't get to because we were in the process of doing something else. You were else. having fun. We yes. Were we were wasting stuff. our time. But yeah. the point is when I'm doing quote, something, unquote. I'm also, I like to be doing it, you know, like I wouldn't have wanted to be sitting on the patio with Scott and Monica and be distracted and answering the DMs. I'm like, mm-hmm. these, you know, these people can wait a couple hours. I'll get back to them. Mm-hmm. And so we get home and Mark's got both of our kids on our bed and he gave them his iPad to watch some cartoons on YouTube and he's got the laptop open, but he's, kneeling on the floor he's sort of like half leaning over the bed kneeling on the floor and i know why he's doing that because he hasn't changed his pants yet we call it covid clothes like yeah. <laughs> when we come home we change completely out of covid clothes and yes. get into house clothes so he's still in covid clothes so he doesn't want to get on the bed so he's kneeling on the floor and he's on his laptop and he and the girls are watching youtube and i look at him and he looks uncomfortable i'm like what's wrong with you he's like i have to pee i'm like then go pee he's like you don't understand i'm so close to being done i'm like go <laughs> oh pee <my> gosh. <laughs> honestly <laughs> Mark, I feel like that's why we sometimes yeah, connect because right, right? I am I am exactly like that sometimes. Like like during a workout, if I'm training someone and I have to pee and there's eight minutes left technically of their workout, I'm like, mm. all right, like, I can hold it for eight we minutes. We are kegeling this <laughs> for like eight minutes. Like we are gonna get through this, but. Oh, this has been dope, guys. Thank yeah, you. Sure. Well, thank this you. I love it, man. So many things, man. Entrepreneurs, I'll, I'll do it another couple pieces. Speed on the day-to-day. I'm a fan. Maybe it's not everyone's game, but I'm a fan of getting things done. Like, you got something on your plate. You got something on your to-do. Let's yes. get it done. Because the faster you can work the day-to-day, you can get more shit done. Like, the long game, take your time, right? Where your long-term plan is going to go, but the day-to-day tasks. Mm-hmm. Execute Answer those Answer your quick. emails in a timely fashion. Return yes. your phone calls. Yes. Listen to your voicemails. Like these things that don't take up a lot of time, why are you putting it on a to-do list? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that quick. is a waste Execute of fucking time. Quick. But learn how to not stress yourself out because you have the to-do list either. That's yeah. the trick. Yeah. You got to manage your time to say, okay, I will get to these, but I'm not going to kill myself yeah, trying sure. to get all these done. And, Prioritize. And if you want something, you fucking do 
everything fucking possible to make it happen, right? Guess what? You want you 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 want to uh, I don't know be the massage therapist for the Toronto Raptors. Mm-hmm. You fucking get on build your, those connections. You, you get on yes. your fucking Twitter and you start DMing every fucking player. You get on their d- Instagram every fucking player, any person you know in the organization. You're sending out multiple emails per week. Like you've just. Mm-hmm. You, you do it. You just be fucking persistent. Don't don't. Yeah, I wanna I wanna be the massage therapist for the Raptors. Did you did you did you send any messages mm-hmm. to anyone today? Yeah, I sent one three. person. I sent mm-hmm. three. Did anyone respond? No. Are you stopping there? You know, I think I'm done for. No, you're not done. No. You don't want it fucking bad enough. Well, and that's the thing that I always tell my students. Which I'm sure you guys tell people who are taking your courses too. Is that you have to start sometimes from the bottom. You have to build your connections. You have to earn your respect within the field. And once you have that, you know, you will have people help you get to the top. Like I've had students be like, how do I get to the Olympics? I'm like volunteering. What? Like, you know, you have to you have to do certain things to accept that that's where your progression is going to come from. But if you are motivated enough and driven enough to work hard, exactly, you will get to where you want to be 100 percent. Mm-hmm. See, if I heard th- if I heard that and that was my gig, I'd be like, I'd be right there as soon as you finished. I'd be on my fucking computer mm-hmm. googling every fucking volunteer opportunity possible, and then I would give myself a to do list that says, by the end of today, I'm sending out twenty five fucking emails to twenty five different organizations or mm-hmm. teams or whatever to volunteer. And if I don't get follow ups, then I'm emailing back yep. in two days. I'm anything. obtaining you know literally anything. You, like, you just can't let you just can't let the ball drop. Yes. and you know again when. Lindsay was talking about um, like just making things happen and volunteering. There was a period of time where I didn't know what I wanted to do. I felt very lost, but I had this idea that I wanted to work in some way with um, people with special needs possibly or some sort of special Mm. population. I was like, okay, because I had this, I had this interest for a while in like ergonomics, maybe occupational therapy. Like I was sort of in that realm and I was like, okay, I need exposure. So there was this one summer, I had a summer job where I worked, I think eight to four were my hours. And I found a volunteer opportunity that was uh, just once a week, but it was from 12 to one. And I was like, I'm doing this. And of course, my mother was like, how how are you going to do that? You have an eight to four (laughs) job. And I was like, okay. I also didn't have a car. Mm. So I'm like, okay, I need transportation and I need an approved lunch hour from 12 to one on these days. And I I literally just called up my boss and I was like, I have this volunteer job. This is how much uh, time I need to be away and this and that. And we worked it out. And then it was like, okay, how am I going to get there? My coworker, who's like, dude, can I take your car once a week? And I made it happen. But because you didn't allow the excuses to take Mm. over your priorities. It was just, I need to do this volunteer job. And then I also had the opportunity to also have a part-time personal training job after work because again, fitness was also still in my, and I was like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I still want to do this as well. So again, it was, how do I do? I remember that summer, my dad saying to me, do you ever stop? And I was like, well, I don't have time to stop right now, mm-hmm. but the goal is if I do all of this, then yeah, eventually yes. I'm going to yes. get where I need to be. So I remember I was working like crazy. I was probably working from eight in the morning till 10 at night, five days a week, doing different volunteer jobs, working with different populations, doing personal training and doing my regular eight to four job because, because you wanted to, there was something exactly. I, I wanted to get. Exactly. And if you want to get it, like Mark loves to say, you got to eat some shit. So yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, <laughs> got to pay your dues, man. I don't know where, I don't know uh, where everyone comes from. The idea that you can just fucking wake up in the morning and everything is going to mm-hmm. be happening the way you want it to happen without putting any fucking work and effort into just it. Just stay hungry. People stay oh, hungry. Man. 
Right that's on. it. That's the biggest thing, honestly. Like, if anything, stay hungry, stay driven, be a sponge, regardless of if you're a graduate or not yet. Like, just fuel the fire and just hopefully it'll stay lit. Yeah, that's for sure. the biggest thing. Don't get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly I'm I'm going to I'm going to call up the, the people I don't know your body best and I'm just going to oh empathize Lord. with them. We're still on that. Yes, oh. uh, because I don't like when people get bullied. I'll <laughs> give you my last piece of bullying and it bothers me so much. So there's this <laughs> I I'm there's this Niagara Facebook group, right? And I know th- I know this girl who or, or I'm, I before I was heavily into the massage therapy Facebook community, um this one person in Niagara, she contacted me. She's like I would love to do the assessments course. Can you bring it out here and we'll find a bunch of people to take it and blah, blah, blah. So I, I that's how I kind of met her. And she's like, oh, join my Niagara group, blah, blah, blah. And so I joined her Niagara group. And I saw someone who who's part of another Niagara Falls Facebook group sent her a message like on in the group saying like, um, can you tell me what the purpose of this group is? We already have one. We already have one. Maybe you should close this one down and bring everyone here into our group. And I, when I read oh, this, boy. I was like, what the fuck? I sent her a message. I'm like, listen, you keep this fucking group if you want to keep this group. You're only closing it down if you do not want it to close mm-hmm. down. Do not be bullied by someone for mm-hmm. no fucking good reason mm-hmm. at all. Well, she could also have a reason why she has her own group, right? I yeah. mean, be your own person. I think, yes, definitely don't get bullied. It's oh, not worth it. <laughs> you tell him, Mark. It's a bother. <laughs> It bothers me because it's keyboard warrior. You're brave behind your keyboard. See, this is why, okay, I love social media for like promotional purposes, but if like I have no apps on my phone <laughs> because that is exactly why I like positivity. I go on, there's, I there's dabble. A, there's, there's a lot of positivity. Oh, and there's, there's a lot. lot there's, there's a lot, lot of like-minded people. And there's a lot of cool things. And even with all the negative stuff sometimes, I mean, I might view it as negative. Someone else might not. But uh, it all, it, if it's, you still learn shit off of it, and if if anything else, you just get a good laugh out of it. It gives us fucking material for I was this. Say, it gives us interesting <laughs> stuff to chat about. Oh, yeah, uh, that is true. That is true. Right on. This has been fun. Dope. Thanks, guys. Thank this you. This has been amazing. Cool, cool, yes. cool. So that is the first episode of season two of Entrepreneurs. Guys, I hope you really, really took notes from this one because... It is truly inspiring when you get together with people and, you know, linking these two amazing podcasts together to open people's horizons of what entrepreneurs are, the benefits of it, what plateaus feel like, and how to really overcome different situations that can occur throughout your career, which happen all the time. But you may want to stay tuned for the next episode because it is going to get pretty interesting here with all the different types of industries that we will dive into because... Let's just put it this way. There's a lot of them out there. Like, subscribe, and comment on any platform that you would like and that you are listening on to. Until next time, guys, this is Lattes with Lindsay. I am your host, Lindsay Geiger.